Anyway, this isn't about me. It's about our next storyteller. Are you ready for her? Yeah. All right, she's another regular here, and she does her work, her storytelling all over the world. Please give it up for Milda. story before? Yes. 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 Can you raise hands, please? Okay. Good. Thank you. You. Do you remember anything? I remember that it was the story of how you came to the Netherlands. Great. Very nice. Else? Yes? I remember that you are older than you look. <laughs> Yes, please. Fictional story? Yeah? Sometimes, yeah. Yes? Alcoholic village, yes. The famous alcoholic village. Nice, guys. I, oh, yes, you? I remember too. Yeah? Something about me? Yeah. One was about meditation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And another one was about Russian women and the way they are. Oh, wow, that's very old one. <laughs> no, I try to forget myself already then. <laughs> very nice, guys. I didn't expect that. So, you know, right? I'm a storyteller and I tell stories uh, in Lithuania, where I'm from, and also in Amsterdam. Um, I'm also a founder of Baltic Storytelling Center. I made my own uh, festival of Baltic uh, stories. Da -da -da. I teach at university storytelling. And one more question. Actually, no, I'm not going to ask you. You're very good. You know, my last name is uh, Varnoskaite. Milda, I am Milda Varnoskaite. Yes? Good. You're now prepared. So. <laughs> no, Varnoskaite. Uh, and uh, you, you all came here because you love storytelling as much as I do. And this is the strange thing that storytelling does for us. We are all strangers, right? You're like, you know details about me, but you don't know my last name, right? You don't even know, you know, like, more things. But what storytelling does to strangers? You just need to hear one story, right? And you feel more connected with the people that you just met first time of your life more than sometimes you are connected with your family members, with your relatives and friends, right? That's the storytelling that does for us, the magic of storytelling. I hate this word, but it's actually magic, right? And sometimes if us storytellers, we do a great job, people, you know, come after and they tell stories of themselves, we feel so connected, we feel that, you know, we know each other so well, we can share all these things. And a month ago, a lady came to me after I performed, I, I told a story, and she was crying. 
you know, first time for me. And she just kind of asked me to go a little bit aside because she felt too sensitive. And she said to me, you know, your story saved my life. She was kind of, I'm, she, I'm, like, I'm not mocking anything, I'm really with all appreciation of that. She was uh, looking at her life a little bit like negative way. And through my story, while I was telling a story, she managed somehow to get this different perspective to her life. And I was like, wow. I mean, saving life? <laughs> we are totally strangers. You know, you, you don't know anything. You don't know my, you know, where I'm from, what does my alcoholic village looks like, <laughs> my, my, like anything, like my last name, not, not my name of my mother. You know, how I can save your life? And actually, speaking about my mother, she's a nurse, and she works in a very small village in Lithuania. And guys, when I say a small village, it means a very small village. It's not like 10,000 people, like in Dutch standards for the village. No, it's actually two, three, 400 people living in that village. And my mom, she works in this hospital point. So hospital point, this means that only one person basically works in one room and provides a basic service for the people. So people can come there, measure their blood pressure, they can get injections, you know, they, they can buy like very basic medicine, have a chat with my mom. And my mom, she's like constantly busy with, with patients. And sometimes she has to do the paperwork, so then she's like working alone. And she's been sitting in that room, which is in a like old and closed uh, uh, school, and she's been working on this uh, paper. And somehow, for some reason, she decided to lift her head and look through the window. And in that moment, she saw the woman who'd been, who had been working in the garden, she just fell on the grass. And my mom, you know, she's well-trained nurse. She just quickly grabbed her case full of medicine and tools that she might need, and she ran outside. And then she came to that lady. This lady, she was not breathing anymore. And my mom noticed on her hand, very like slowly, bee is crawling. And uh, you know guys, if the bee is crawling, it means that she just stung someone, right? And uh, the lady is not breathing, so my mom quickly looked much faster than now I'm telling you now. She figured out, she figured out that this lady is having an allergy shock. So she quickly grabbed the uh, adrenaline from her case, injected into her heart, and started doing heart massage. And she was doing that heart massage until the lady opened her eyes and started breathing. And mom called the emergency, and then the lady, you know, was uh, took to, taken to the hospital, and then she texted in our family chat, oh my God, you know, for my brothers and father, I just saved a life. I'm shaking, I need a shot of brandy. <laughs> and uh, th this, this lady who's been saved, she, she came uh, after a week and she gave to my mom chocolate and coffee and was saying thank you. So that's very clear result, right? <laughs> of saving life. <laughs> the person was dead <laughs> and then she's alive. I'm doing 
it the right way? Am I like saving it like, uh, well, you know? <laughs> How many people like didn't come? Like maybe I didn't save some lives from my stories. And on the other hand, you know, if I'm really doing that, and if I'm actually now gonna save all of your lives, uh, I want to get some fame of it. <laughs> really? You know, I don't want like you go and tell, oh, there's this girl, you know, she's like this from this alcoholic village, and uh, she's like this meditation story. No, I want you know my name and my last name. Right? Milda Varnovsky, I want to tell to everyone she's actually very good, go to her. And on the other side, I want you to know me better. I don't want to be a stranger for you. Yes? You know what? I'm gonna read your poem. Yes? The poem that I wrote myself. And it's gonna be in Lithuanian, but still nice. <laughs> O žaksint ne vien tik meilė iškrenta. Dantis nuo amžino brėžimo prieš kaimynus ant grindų pabyra. Į kiekvailį riekintis per daug svetimų kančių nekenčia, tik savas prieš veidrodį sustoja išverkę. Eis moveis na. producer. She would, um, she would take my poetry, I was writing poetry and I was writing also plays. She would take everything and she would send to different literature competitions for their school pupils. I was so shy. In my school, I was so shy, I can give you an example. Like In my school we had to wear uniform and it was this ugly green uniform, you know, and like most of the children, they're like normal, they hate their uniform, and everyone hated uniform, except me. Because in uniform, wearing uniform, I felt I'm invisible. I can observe everyone, and nobody sees me. And that was so great. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. So, you know, you have kind of talent, you need this uh, producer manager. So my literature uh, teacher, she worked very well. And I would go from one competition to another one. And uh, she sent my poetry, this, this particular verse, uh, to a very small village. They had this kind of day, a birthday celebration. And they decided to make a poetry competition. So my teacher, she sent that, and she said to me, you know, you got into the finals. Yeah, poetry is also like a bit like sport. You got into the finals, and they're gonna announce the winner on a Saturday in this celebration of the village, celebrating its birthday. You know, if you want, you can jump in my car and can go there. I was like, sure, of course. I was 10th grade, super cool to go with your teacher. And we went there, and it's everything so old-fashioned. The, the celebration was basically made of uh, old guys telling long speeches, then uh, 
overdressed everyone, gossiping about each other, and the endless list of awards. Awards for well-kept uh, garden, awards for the sports achievement, like literally every kind of award that was uh, ma possibly made to that village. And of course at the end, there was poetry. Poetry award and the guy came probably tired of all the speeches and he just announced that uh, the poetry competition was won by Milda Varnoskaita. Yes! So I went there, I got my prize, and usually, you know, for all these competitions, you get either book or pen or notebook. I had diploma, and this time, guys, I had, I got a boombox. Yes, a boombox. Who's not from 90s? You should know, like, it's just like sound system with the tape recorder, with the CD player. You can put the batteries. It was amazing. I had it for 10 years. Like, the best prize I have until now for my creativity. Right? Some nice things to know about, Trevor, right? What else? I mean, I have uh, two brothers, all the two brothers. I have three nieces and two nephews. I really like to dress up, you know, you see? I like uh, kind of prepared for you tonight. Uh, <laughs> what else? Oh, I am uh, a dog person, yes. You know, I, like, I had only one dog in my life and uh, my parents, they bought her, like a small boxer puppy, uh, when I was four, and she was amazing. She was so good to us, you know? She was our safer from our parents because uh, we were like three kids, always very noisy, running around, and sometimes my mom, she would get angry and she would shout at us, and Lyra, that's the name of my dog, Lyra, she would, uh, she would bark at my mom once. She actually even jumped on her, you know, grabbed the paper that she had to wait for us, took that paper, just ripped off, you know, and like, don't do that. And she stayed with us for 14 years. She died when I was 18. She was actually, guys, my best friend. And uh, she died, actually, when uh, I was taking my final exams at the high school. And my parents were so afraid to tell me that because they thought, I'm not gonna cope with all this stress. You know, exams were really important and now your like, best friend dies. So we kind of tried to hide it, but if you meet somebody for 14, day, 14 years every day, you, you're gonna notice, right? <laughs> so they failed, they failed to, uh, to hide it. And guys, you know, I'm not gonna like open tonight my all blacks, my dark sides, that you know, dark, dark thoughts. But there was like one time in my life, not for next time, but there was one time <laughs> in my life and I got so angry and so sad. I took the chair and I just smashed it into the wall. And I screamed. And it's been 13 years ago, and I haven't had a dog, another dog, again. And I'm not sure, I kind of feel I'm ready, but still, Lira, she still comes sometimes to my dreams.
So you see, guys, strangers can tell you so many stories, right? And they can be so interesting. They can actually change your life. They can save your life. Whatever. And tonight, probably going to be like, you're all going to be saved, you know? It's like best storytellers in Amsterdam. But one thing. While you're listening for all the stories of strangers and others, don't forget yourself. Listen to yourself so you don't become a stranger to yourself. Thank you.